are listening to Free Talk Live. Welcome to the show. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition of uh, Free Talk Live. Although you can hear us every single night of the week from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We're glad that you're here tonight. I'm Stephanie. And Mark. I'm Mark. Did you hear a little distortion in your mic, Mark? I don't, I don't know. Uh, do you hear anything? Yeah, hear I'm something? hearing a funny sound. I, I hope I our... Well, we'll... We'll go through the show and uh, hope it's okay, but uh, okay. Maybe we'll check that out on the break or something. I don't um, hear anything. Okay, good. Well, uh, if you hear something, if you want to tell <laughs> us about it, you can call us. Free Talk Live is a show where you can call in about anything that you want to bring up, anything that's on your mind, at uh, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We'd love to hear from you tonight. You know, Mark, um, there's been a terrible tragedy that's happened in the news uh, a lot of coverage of it on Free Talk Live, both the last uh, two nights since this has happened. And, of course, we're talking about the Batman shooting right in Colorado. Poor Batman. Why Why? Why, do they, why does he get the, the, the onus on this one? <laughs> it happened to be, yes, sure. a Batman movie. Sure. It was a big premiere, and it was a, for a place for a lot of people to be. And the killer apparently believes that he's the Joker. Or Maybe. Was- I don't know what I think about the killer. Um, you know, at this point, I... There are know. a lot of things about it that don't really make sense. You know, um, everyone who knew him has been saying, I can't believe that he would do something like this. Of course, they always say that, right? <laughs> you know? Do they? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess it's really sub- it's it, really it, hard to tell. It is common for, for people to hear that, uh, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, these situations. But nobody ever really looks at their childhood. Uh, but in this case, I don't know. We don't know much information about his childhood, but uh, they they don't seem to be saying that, you know, he was horribly abused or anything like that. And actually, he was a graduate student. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, uh, somebody is successful just because they're a graduate student. Some people are great at putting on a facade of seeming normal and happy when they are neither or stable. Uh, but he did manage to get his way into some kind of Ph.D. program. So, I mean, he's, he's certainly not an idiot. But then again, smart sure. people tend to be smart the ones people that could, go. could do more. Well, the smart people tend Arguably. to be more likely to go psychotic, um, you know, especially males. Early on, you know, in their twenties and that, that sort of thing. Is that so? Uh, that's my understanding. Okay, yeah. I did a little bit of uh, research on this when my uh, business partner went bat s crazy for a few days. So you know, I, oh, he happens to be all those. He's, he happened to be at all those things. So he's, he's not crazy. <laughs> well, he was. He was that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think people are really confused about this story. I've I I even have heard some conspiracy theories about it. Um, and I admit that some of the details sound a little strange or fishy, perhaps. Maybe that'll all be fleshed out. But a lot of people are really like looking for answers in this. Oh, sure. I think people are very confused by what's happened. And it's a terrible tragedy, of course. Anytime something like that happens, people are going to be really kind of looking for something to grab onto and say, well, it could have been prevented if only X, you know. Yep. And for some people right now, they're saying, well, if only we had banned guns, this would never have happened. And a lot of some, people are saying that. Or they're saying the magazine size is an issue. Uh-huh. Or they're saying, you know, if only everybody had guns and knew how to use them, this also could have been prevented. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I I really wonder whether uh, people popping caps off back at this guy through the movie theater would have necessarily been a good situation. Uh, one of the people was well, either Well, he had injured, body armor. I mean, it, they that's true. could have ricocheted and hit someone else. They could have uh, taken him, you know, knocked him back. They could have had uh, armor-piercing rounds. I mean, some of these situations, you know, there's a lot of could-hads. This sure. movie theater did have a, uh, a He did a throw sign. a gas canister, too, so. Yep. Or, yeah, like, not, uh, but a smoke 
uh, smoke grenade, basically. Uh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And as I understand, at least one round went through the wall and hurt somebody. It may have been in the one adjacent of the people, theater. Yeah, in the adjacent theater. So, I mean, you know, that would have been that many more rounds, uh, you know, flying through that many more walls. Uh, and not, there not was a good the situation. booby-trapped apartment, too. I mean, he had he really was looking to wreak some serious destruction. Seems like it, yeah. Seems yeah. like he was really... He had know. put this music on in his apartment to try to lure the police there at a certain time when this was going on to, like, divert the resources and very elaborate plan. It, I, yeah. He had, a, I mean, he had a profile, really, too, on a dating site that said, would you visit me in prison that's that he made, like, a month earlier. Yeah, I, you know, there's a, a, one really wonders about this guy. I really I, music. That's what you want to divert the police officers with. I mean, you know, you don't want to toss a, a couple complaint. of Molotov cocktails out of your car and set some buildings on fire. I mean, that'll divert some uh, resources. I don't I don't get it. I mean, to set up some incendiary bombs. I don't know. I mean, that'll divert some resources. I, it seems like leaving music on in your apartment's a little pathetic uh, for this whole arrangement, but I don't, I don't know what to say. How does one get one's AR-15 to jam in a situation like this? I don't know. I, well, yeah, there's, it's, it's awful, and I think during tragedies like this, often the first thing that people neglect, like they really jump to finding some kind of political solution. Mm-hmm. But I just want to say, you know, I I think we should really all pay some attention to the victims and just send our condolences out to them. I know it doesn't really do anything, but yeah. it's nice to acknowledge them, you know. I, I guess. I mean, you know, when I, I look at this situation and I think to myself, you know, this is, to some extent, this is a news bonanza. Um, I think about how many kids die around the world of cancer every day. How many kids die of malnutrition every day? How many day? kids were droned in Pakistan, it's, you know, in the week before this happened? I don't. I you know, it's hard to say. We we don't get a lot of that news, um, but. You know, I mean, there are. I don't know that you can do anything about kids getting droned in Pakistan. That's kind of Washington D.C. and their thing. But you can do something about world hunger. You can do something about, um, you know, medical advances. You know, I often give to St. Jude Hospital um, because, sure. you know, I, I, <laughs> you know, because my son's perfect. Um, I other people's have to deal with these tragedies and. I, you know, there's so much that one can do if one wants to find meaning out of this. And I understand. I want to find meaning out of it, too. The meaning is, is that crazy people do the things that crazy people do. There's nothing you can do about it. And the tragedy is all around us. If you want tragedy, you can find tragedy that you can do something about. It's out there and you can do something about it. Yeah. But I don't think that there's any meaning from a political standpoint on this one. I, um, I, you know, we've here on Free Talk Live for many years, we've talked about where guns are more prevalent. Crime seems to be less prevalent. And I don't know that I believe that statement anymore. I've done some research on it, uh, you know, further than uh, what was it, John Lott's book? Well, more yeah, guns, less crime. actually, this week earlier before this this all happened, Mark sent an email to me and, and Ian and some other people about a website that he had found that showed each state in the United States broken down by the crime rate. Right. This, and, this, it wasn't and it doesn't capita. have an agenda. This is just a website that's talking about gun crime. Yeah, using the statistics that are reported to the F- FBI, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, and it, this this graphic that you sent, Mark, was just a color code of how many murders and firearm-related crimes are occur in those states. And so I replied back to you and I said, well, it would make more sense to me if I could see the data by county and maybe per capita because population per capita is available on the, on this chart. Uh, 
oh, on the same chart, maybe I didn't yeah. scroll down. <laughs> you didn't, <laughs> but you there, didn't uh, you know, play with the map uh, the same way I that see. I chose to play with the map. But um, Well, in my research, I saw a graphic that had the same data, you know, the, the reports of cr- violent crime, firearm-related crime by state, but also overlaid on that was an index of how restrictive the firearm uh, laws were in those states. And honestly... It's really difficult to find a correlation. There are lots yeah, of I can't see anything correlative here. Very restrictive gun laws, high crime, restrictive gun laws, low crime, high uh, high crime, lax gun laws, and high crime restricted gun laws. So, uh, one thing it tells me is that Vermont and New Hampshire are some of the st- safest states in the union, but it doesn't really tell me much else. Um, I, and to read into that, I mean, so you you mentioned John Lott before, Mark, mm-hmm. and he is a he is a professor, as far as I understand it, and he's written a book called More Guns, Less Crime, which is very popular in libertarian circles. However, it's been criticized for having very you know, biased uh, statistics or cherry-picking reports that mm-hmm. he uh, drew from. And personally, he also was criticized, and I think this is meaningful, because he made up a persona of a student online named Mary something or other, and, you know... Mary would go around and post, oh, Professor Lott is completely right. I totally agree with him. And It's bizarre. It was, yeah. And I just can't help but think, like, if his ideas were so solid, you know, he wouldn't need to do that, right? He, they would stand on their own merit. Um, so I'm apt guess, to question the book just because of that. But, you know, the data that I saw... I'm not willing to question the, the book based on that, but I, I mean, it, it, it does... It plants a seed of it, doubt. it does make one wonder. Yeah. I... Anyway, I mean, I'm looking. I, all I care about is the statistics, and I'm looking at the statistics, and I don't see any correlation between gun ownership and a reduction of crime. Not to say that that you know, to me, that that means anything about people not being able to go own guns. I don't think we should outlaw them for that reason. But we are going to discuss this further on Free Talk Live, the live Sunday edition. Eight five five four fifty three is the number. Stay tuned. There's more coming up. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel. The printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. So glad to have you joining us tonight. My name is Stephanie. And I'm Mark. And I want to remind you that Free Talk Live gives away all of our old archives for free, or nearly all of them. Uh, Free Talk Live has been on the air way before I joined the crew for almost a decade, I think. But you can get archives going back to uh, 2006 if you go to archives.freetalklive.com and that should probably keep you busy for a while because it's literally thousands of hours of content all there for your listening pleasure and all there for free. So go ahead and grab them at archives.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for gold or silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com. Not only do you, can you comparison shop uh, gold coins that you might be wanting to get and silver coins too, but you're helping Free Talk Live in the process. Uh, you know, There's lots of people wanting to get precious metals these days, either as a hedge against inflation, investment, Barter currency. I'm keep people keep on telling me precious metals are poised to uh to to move upward, and I tend to believe it. But you know, we'll see. Now's a good time to buy. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, Mark. Well, 
Free Talk Live, of course, is a show where you can call in and bring up anything that's on your mind. Let's go right to the phones and talk with Mike listening on XM. Mike, are you with us? I'm with you. Hey, Mike. Hey, is... I think that I, I wanted to talk about uh, the upcoming Olympics and something I found in the uh, uh, the BBC, um, a couple reports out of the BBC that say that they're doing, quote, repair work on a water leak on the tube station or the tube line that runs underneath the Olympic Stadium. And to me, that sets off a red flag immediately. Like uh, before 9-11, Uh, there's the reports about the witnesses who say that there was the mysterious uh, maintenance crew that was working on the floors where the plane hit. Um, Oklahoma City, there were people working uh, before the bombing. The World Trade Center, the first one, there were work crews in the basement. And uh, I think there might be some credence to that idea that there might be another false flag attack during the Olympics. Well, you know, so, um, one, one's going out on a much, much thinner limb when, um, you know, when, when, when there's a conspiracy theory basically takes the facts, puts together a story with them. Whereas a prediction, you know, go, I, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, if I will agree with you that if they were doing some maintenance and you were able to predict ahead of time, you look in, uh, incredible. But he's on uh, the ma- record now. Yeah. Ma- maintenance happens all the time, Mike. Yeah, I just wonder how many times, like, large buildings and stuff like that, how often is maintenance occurring anyway? Because um, some of the large buildings that I've worked in, it seems like there's always some maintenance going on. Well, I mean, I'm just saying because during the 7-7 London bombings, they were doing the same thing in the underground. It's always, Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a formula that they follow, you know? Well, they would have to have some reason for work crews to go in there and plant explosives if explosives are being planted. But, I, I you know, I have to... I, I wonder we, how much they scrutinize about- the work crews, too, because it seems like if a normal person wants to go to the Olympics, they're going to get searched, you know, really heavily. There's a lot of uh, security. Countries spend a lot of money uh, securing the Olympics wherever it is. and I, But I wonder how much scrutiny the work crews are subjected to, you know. Maybe not as much. I was on a cruise a couple of few months ago, and uh, there were maintenance crews working on that boat all the time. And as I understand, there are, mm-hmm. you know there's several dozen people that are working on that boat constantly. Sure, I bet and, they have a lot of stuff to get ready for. The event. So I mean, I tend to think that uh, large. What if places, the toilet breaks or something at the Olympics? Yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to take over, Mike. Hey, I know, I, and this is the other thing I wanted to talk about was uh, the Colorado thing. Now that some of the people that were involved in that were, that were inside some of the victims are talking now, uh, there are people, two people I heard so far say that there were smoke canisters talked in, tossed in from both sides of the theater. So that would uh, immediately make me think that there was more than one person involved, and not one of them said that they saw the shooter with red hair. Well, the, the shooter was wearing a ballistic helmet. Um, I mean, you know, he was yeah, <laughs> can't tell what it, color. That's the reason that uh, soldiers and police officers wear ballistic helmets, uh, helmets among among other reasons. One of the reasons is to uh, an- anonymitize themselves. Um, you know, I mean, you couldn't. I also you wouldn't be able wonder to tell that. how how easy would it be to tell where a gas canister came from if you're sitting in a dark movie theater? Would, well, would if anyone... you've ever seen reports about eyewitness accounts, you'll find that eyewitnesses yeah. tend to be really unreliable yes. that they just don't know what they're seeing they're they're a little better at hearing and knowing what they heard but they're not very good at what they see and you know they've, they've done studies with this and I, I don't know i mean you know it's, it i don't know what i'd believe and what i wouldn't believe 
Yeah, I don't know what to believe anymore either. I don't. I don't believe anything until the government denies it. I know I've said that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't make it true just because the government <laughs> denies it. But I see what you're saying that. You know, it, of course, some level of skepticism is important. I'm sure that a lot of the details that were reported about this weren't necessarily accurate. Would I go f- so far as to say it was a false flag? Uh, I don't I don't know. We just don't have enough information. Certainly, there are people I, who would want the TSA to be at every movie theater, though. You know, and, and we can fight that on principle. We can we can tell you know, we can say, no, that's you know, that's a violation of people's uh, liberties. What kind of life is it if you're going to get searched every time you go into the movie theater? I know, and this is, uh, and and people don't even want to think about that because we've never lived that. We've never had that experience in America of soldiers on the street corner. Like when you look at third world countries or places in Europe, um, and you see the way the soldiers stand around smoking and joking on the corner with their assault rifles. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. it seems like people just get used to that when they live with it for a long time. But Americans have never experienced that, and I think well, it they experienced it at Wall Street. Mike, they, I mean, Wall Street's just like that. Or what about Hurricane Katrina? No, yeah. If you go to Wall Street, Mike, you will see every day that there are people there where they've got the Bearcats, uh, there are police officers decked out, and mm. they've got the Darth Vader uniform on. Uh, they've Very got militarized. The, yeah, they've got the what looks like a submachine gun. I don't know what it is. Uh, strapped over themselves. I mean, these guys are they're ready for terrorists, and they're wow. pretty sure that the terrorists that. are you. Yeah. yeah, I guess. I, I And just talking about it, some people might think that I'm a terrorist. You know, that's the sad part of the whole whole situation. Yeah, well, you know, some people believe that just speaking about it means that you're part of the problem, not part of the solution, that you're, you're a rabble yeah. rouser. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. but if we can't ever speak out against, you know, what we perceive as infringements on people's liberties, you know, that's a significant problem in and of itself. Never mind the infringements. You know, that's that's free speech. That's a separate issue. Yeah, and you know, the one good thing that came out of this is that during, you know, after 9-11, I still don't believe the, quote, official story, and that will just about cause a fight. If I talk about 9-11 on the CB or at a truck stop, there's people that are ready to fight with you saying that I'm a terrorist or I'm not American or why do you hate America, that kind of thing. But with this yeah. situation, it seems like everybody is open to some other 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 answer than just the official story of what happened, you know? It's like people have, have reached it's a, a point now to where they're skeptical of what the government does always. I don't know how skeptical they are. I mean, a lot. it's hard to talk about emotionally charged issues, and 9-11 certainly is that. And I think their government has sort of perpetuated a, a certain level of victimhood, you know, keeping people in a perpetual state of uh, victimhood, reopening the wounds, uh, encouraging a lot of fear to go on. And that probably doesn't help with having a reasonable discussion about it. Yeah, I think you're right. But that's all I have. Thanks for talking well, to me tonight. Hey, Mike, I'd, I'd like to ask you a question. If you don't mind hanging on the line, uh, I want to talk to you about something else. Uh, Mike, okay. I believe called in earlier in the week uh, accusing me of being a member of the Pink Mafia. So well, I want to ask him about that. I don't know that. Use those terms. <laughs> So, uh, Mike, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk with you more. It's 855-450-FREE is our number on Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. Please stay tuned. Pink Mafia. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. 
Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live with Stephanie and Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE here on Free Talk Live. We love it when you call about anything that's on your mind. And I also want to remind you that if you have something that you'd like to hear discussed on Free Talk Live, uh, you're welcome to submit uh, news stories at the top of the website at uh, freetalklive.com. You can find out how to do that by visiting our site. And uh, people who read the website will vote up or vote down the news stories, and the ones that get the most votes make it up to the top of the page. And a lot of times we'll we'll check that before the show and draw some show prep from there. So, And even if we don't read it on the air, um, people will pro- more people will probably see it than, for instance, if you shared that story by a social network. And uh, as uh, Ian is uh, telling people in the last couple of weeks, the most important link is uh, the upcoming stories queue, which is at the top of the page. And you can uh, go there and vote on stories that are upcoming. You know, there's a I guess you need a certain number of votes to get on to the front page. And, you know, people can go and vote on the front page and that's all fine and good. But no new stories make it if people don't vote on new stories. So anyway, this is all all done by the listener uh, at Free Talk Live. Uh, Bitcoins are the world's first digital currency. They're they're basically cash for the internet. They're anonymous if you wish them to be. Not they, they don't just they're potentially anonymous, I guess. Uh, but you know you've got to do a little work to make them anonymous. In the same way that cash could potentially be anonymous, um, it's impossible for them to be inflated. It's impossible for them to be counterfeited. Nobody, no government agency, no uh, you know. No bank can get involved in your purchases. There's no fees. You can send and receive money on the Internet without fees. And that's really valuable. If you're a business owner, chargebacks are at your discretion. It gives you 100 percent complete control over your money. You can uh, buy, sell and trade what you want, when you want, with whom you want with Bitcoins. And to find out more, you can go to WeUseCoins.org. Bitcoins are changing the Internet, and I think they're going to change the world personally. It's WeUseCoins.org. And if you want to get some, go to BitInstant.com. Uh, Ian just actually purchased some uh, the other day and said it was really easy. Uh, so BitInstant.com. All right. I'm very excited about Bitcoins, too, by the way. All right. Let's go back to Mike. He's uh, graciously hung on the line. Now, Mike, I, I just wanted to get a chance to talk to you real quick. I, I heard uh, you call into Free Talk Live. I think it was you, unless I'm mistaken here. But um, I thought I heard you call on Free Talk Live on Monday. And um, I listened to that show. And uh, I heard you say that you, um, by the way, are you back with us, Mike? I'm here. Oh, okay. I heard you say that you thought um, it seemed like 80% of the Sunday show was about gay and transgendered issues and that you didn't like hearing about that and you wanted to hear police state news and things like that. And so, I don't know, I kind of just wanted to talk with you about that. You did say you were going to stop listening to the Sunday show and I guess you might have been listening because you called in. I don't know if maybe you just called without listening, but, you know, uh, I I heard your, your critique and... You know, what it sounded like to me is that maybe you're having trouble relating to some of the, the show prep that I bring in. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, yes, that's accurate. And I, I want to say first, I hope I didn't hurt your feelings or make you feel bad in any way by saying those things. And I actually regretted making that phone call that night. The fact is, uh, Sunday is my favorite night to listen to Free Talk Live because I love the camaraderie between you and Mark. I think that you guys have the best flow 
of the show out of all seven nights, and I'm a truck driver. We've talked about my job before on this show, yeah. and uh, I look forward to this show. I make sure I'm driving, whether it's in the middle or the tail end or the beginning of my shift. I make sure that it's during Free Talk Live so I can listen to it at seven nights a week. And I call you guys seven nights a week just about. But, you know, I guess that what it is is when I, when I listen to that or anything about those type of issues, it always seems to me like people are trying to convince me that, that, that being gay or lesbian or, or transgender is normal. And if that's the case, what does that make me as a heterosexual man? And I guess that's what I'm, I, gosh, I don't, see, I don't even, uh, I feel like I'm saying something bad by even talking about it, you know, because. Mm. Uh, well, uh, I, I Mike, can I ask you, do you think they could, that it could all be normal? That like, there's a wide range of human sexuality and straight, gay, bisexual, it's, it's all normal? I think that, I think it very well could be. And maybe I have some preconceived notions about things and maybe I need to adjust the way I think about things. Well, I thought, I thought there was some va- your feelings or said anything bad. I, I thought there well, was some validity. Thank you, Mike. I'm glad you like to hear the show, and I I like you know Mark and I's camaraderie to it. Sorry, Mark, go ahead. I interrupted. I you. think there's some validity to the um you know when he said that there was uh, there's some station that I'm not familiar with on uh, XM that's for sort of gay issues. Is that what's the name of that, Mike? Out Q. Out Q. Um, and you know, a little promo for Out Q here on Free Talk Live. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean. When he says that he would listen to Out Q if he wanted to talk about, you know, wanted to listen to the gay and lesbian issues, I, I think that there's validity to that statement. And if one, I mean, Free Talk Live can be preachy, preachy. I mean, you know, the one of the main underlying aspects of Free Talk Live is we don't believe you should hit people or threaten to hit people or use violence to get what you want. And Gosh, that's preachy? It, 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 well, it is. I mean, <laughs> when you live in a world of people that threaten each other and uh, you know use violence to get what they want, I mean, that's essentially what all governmental systems on all over the planet are But they're are not about. being preachy by going out there and advocating. Well, they have the, they have the high ground. They have the... Um, they the, have the popular opinion, but right. it doesn't mean that's the One doesn't ground. need to preach if one has the popular opinion. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, and, and that's all I'm saying is, and so, you know, I think that that's, uh, it's something to avoid. If we get on to one particular issue and pound one particular issue too hard, I mean, we have to move, we have to move around. We are equal opportunity offenders on Free Talk Live, you know, whether it's the death penalty or war or, um, you know, the, the church or whatever, we tend to. Sometimes when people get offended, though, it just means that they they're thinking about something that they don't normally oh, yeah. think about and sure. they are uncomfortable with Agreed. that. Agreed. You know. So it's not necessarily a bad thing to shake it up and and sort of help people explore new points of view that they hadn't thought about before. And, you know, Mike, I just wanted to say, if I have any kind of agenda, it's only that I want to welcome everybody to listen to Free Talk Live, you know. And sure, would I mind if there's uh, some woman listening who has a crush on me? No, I wouldn't, but that's not my... See, you got an agenda. You want to convert (laughs) regular heterosexual women into... lesbians (laughs) lesbians <laughs> no i i just want everybody to be free to express themselves like however they however they naturally are and i do like to draw attention sometimes to issues related to gender or sexual orientation because um you know frankly sometimes i don't hear those things always talked about on free talk live and i think they're very relevant to freedom i mean freedom is for everybody not just straight people or not just you know white people not just men not that there's anything wrong with being any of those things it's just that you know sometimes i 
I like to present a little bit of a different point of view because I know there are lots of different people that could be listening to Free Talk Live, and I want them all to feel uh, welcome. You're exactly right. And, and the fact is, if I want to be completely free, then that means everybody else has to be completely free as well. And, I, and obviously, this has been something that's been on your mind for the last week. So, I, uh, again, I'm sorry if I said anything that was offensive to you, Stephanie. No, oh, thank you, Mike. That's okay. I've, um, you know, I, I heard your criticism and I, I reflected on it a lot. And I'm actually really glad I got the chance to talk with you about this. And uh, Mark, anything? I am too. Thank you. Thanks, Mike, for the call. Appreciate your thoughts. Oh. It's it's not like Mike's critique has uh, been the first um, for you know you on the air, but you know this is coming from the guy I used to be called Manwich on the show mm-hmm. um, before you know I was, was working for sales for the radio station that carried the show, so I didn't want my on air personality to cause any trouble for my off air personality, uh-huh. uh, you know, selling ads for the station, and uh, you know that that's that. So there was a campaign to fire Manwich for a long time, and uh, you know that's that's that. Um, I'm, that's a lot the, of times when people give um, negative feedback about me as a host, they email you, and sometimes yeah, sure. you share that with me if you think there's anything of value in it. If, but, if I don't think there's anything of value in it, I don't share it. Yeah, and I, I would fire you that. in a second if you didn't produce <laughs> listenership. But the Sunday show, as far as the downloads go, gets higher than average listenership. You've been on the air with me for one year. Free Talk Live's been on the air for 10 years. Mm -hmm. This should be the least listened to day of the week consistently. Mm -hmm. It's not. Right. And that... We're doing something right if people are listening. You know, I I have no explanation. I don't have any explanation as to why people listen to talk radio. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's that. Well, it's, yeah, it's very interesting. We've got lots of calls on the line, Mark. You can give us a call at 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. There's more with your calls coming up. Hey, college students. The Independent Institute in Oakland, California is putting on the Challenge of Liberty seminar this summer. You can spend a week connecting with other liberty-minded students from around the world, attending seminars with libertarian luminaries, and grappling with pressing issues facing the world's economy and its people. Go to seminar.freetalklive.com. It's $195 for the class and $300 for the room and meals at the beautiful Notre Dame de Namur University in Belmont, California. Seminar.freetalklive.com. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thanks for joining us tonight. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. And we'd love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live is a show where you can call about anything your heart desires. And if you want to watch us doing this show live, you can always go to cam.freetalklive.com. I think there's always a uh, some kind of a, a stream going on in there for audio, Mark. But when we're actually in the studio from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time... Every single night of the week, you can uh, watch us do the show live at cam.freetalklive.com. You'll also find a chat room there in case you want to connect with other listeners. But uh, watch out for the trolls, <laughs> I would say. I don't know how bad they are. I don't, I don't have time to pay attention to it during the show because the it's chat room is monitored. So, gotcha. um, you know, they, they'll, they'll kick them up. <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, of course, uh, you can call in and bring up anything you want on Free Talk Live. Let's go to the phones and hear from some of you. Scott is listening in Arizona. And Scott, are you with us? Yeah. Hi. Hi. Um, I want to talk about sex. So keep your 
finger near the dump button. I'll try and be clinical. Okay. But sure. As long as you keep it, you know, as long as you keep it radio friendly and, you know, well, hey, that clinical terms. There's a, there's a few words to avoid. Let's not use those. Okay. Right. So the, the, the topic that I've found interesting to contemplate is uh, there's a lot of discussion about sex when you're young and sex with older people. How young are we talking? Excuse me? Uh, About how young are we talking? Um, Well, just just the concept. Well, uh, Like pre-puberty or around puberty? Puberty and and after puberty. Okay. And and there's a lot of, it it seems like there's a, a, trying to think of the word, there's a, like a, fanatical revulsion against that idea and against young people having sex with older people well older people having sex with with younger people all right Mm -hmm. and i've had i had a couple of experiences of my own and i wanted to talk about how they affected me because i'm way past that age now okay when i was about 10 or 11 I was at that stage where I was just kind of discovering the whole concept of sexual attraction and stuff like that. Sounds about right. Mm-hmm. And several, several friends, male friends, we would kind of, kind of, I was living in Mexico at the time. Okay. And we would frequently kind of compare each other's performance and stuff. Okay. You know, we were kind of exploring our own bodies and, and. You mean you would, uh, like, actually touch each other or talk about your sexuality? Um, Have have a sexual... Hmm. Okay, so there was actual things going on, not just talking about it. Yeah, there were things going on, and we were, but but it wasn't it wasn't one person touching another. It was it was it was manual. It was self self-stimulated okay i hear that this is very common i mean i'm i'm a woman i grew up as a woman and i didn't have any of those experiences but i do hear that this is common for boys i don't know if that's true or not yeah it felt very common for me i mean it it felt it 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 just it didn't didn't seem unnatural Mm -hmm. and i remember an experience where i was out in kind of a field someplace and and with another friend of mine this is, I'm an American with another American friend, and we were like uh, tourists in Mexico, but we were living there, but we were, you know, Americans in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And there was an older uh, Mexican gentleman, and he kind of, uh, we, we, we met with him behind kind of a building that was abandoned or being built or something. Okay. And he was desirous of, of having contact with us sexually. Okay. And how old was he, and how old were you? Well, like I said, I was 10 or 11. Okay. And I'm guessing that he was maybe in his 20s. Okay. I mean, at that age, it's hard for me to to remember to to, to have a... He was a lot older. Okay. So so I remember sitting, and, and, and he was sitting next to me, and he was manipulating my parts. Okay. It was okay, and I was I was fine with that for a little bit, and then at a certain point, it it just kind of didn't feel comfortable, and I just said, you know, I'm no longer interested in this, and we broke contact, and my friend and I went away, and there were no, no, 
hard feeling. There were no bad feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you, it's interesting because a lot of times when we talk about the idea of, you know, adults initiating sexual activity with, with um, young people, shall we say, there's this idea that, you know, young people don't have a lot of control over their lives, a lot of decision making. They're often the subject of of bullying, you know, and of people just really telling them what to do all the time. And sometimes they just don't have the confidence to say, no, I'm not interested in that. Stop. I'm going to leave or whatever. But in your case, you did. Well, that's that's the that's the point that I want to get to. But okay. I, I, I want I want to I want to lead up to it a little bit more. Well, if you could, and, we have another call waiting that I would like to get to. So if you could um, try to wrap it up quick. Uh, well, uh, I'll I'll just end it there then because I wanted to get into something completely different. And if you don't have time, then that's no. we won't go there. Call back. Uh, you can always call back tomorrow, seven p.m. to ten p.m. Eastern time. We're around seven days a week. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Thanks I wanted for- to mm-hmm. call on on the Sunday show to to get the two of you because the the issue the we- issue that I'm cons- that that I'm thinking about concerns the concept of authority. I see. Well, I mean, if if there's any way you can get into it, I mean, I'd be open to hearing it. I don't know about you, Mark. Go ahead. I mean, at this point, it's teased. <laughs> so, so at any rate, it, uh, like a year or two later, I was in a boarding school and with a and had a roommate, and and we we had some sexual contact. Okay. And um, and that was fine, and I I didn't have any issues, and I didn't have any homosexual attractions. It's just that the sexual urges were so strong that we both found outlets with each other. Yeah, this is called then, situational homosexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, okay, that works. And then a couple of years later, my parents were having a party at their house with some business associates who had come into town for a, a, a business convention. And this this one man... And he was Catholic. This is interesting. This one man wanted to go back to my room and see my stereo, which I I had built all by myself and was very proud of. Mm -hmm. So he and I are back in my room, and I'm showing him my stereo, and he starts trying to get into my pants. Oh. And did you... I I just kind of rejected him. Mm Mm-hmm. And I wasn't bothered by it. What really bothered me, and I never told my parents about this, what really bothered me was I was appalled that someone who can, who supposedly was a friend of theirs yeah. would do this to their friend's son. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So, and you're probably in so kind the, of a different, uh, difficult position. How does authority play into that? Well, okay, so the, so the, the okay, I was raised in a household completely absent of religion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and i'm i consider myself an atheist now when i was a kid there just religion just didn't exist as an issue so i was just it was just not around yeah and um that's pretty rare by the way <laughs> yeah and and it was all it, yeah it, it is and i think i i also have the sense that there was my house i was i was trusted mm-hmm. and i was much allowed to do anything I wanted because my parents trusted me. And they trusted and this I, person, too, obviously, to invite him over. And so are you saying he sort of had the religious authority going on and he he kind of betrayed that trust? Um, well, I, I, I'm just, 
I'm just noting that both the, in Mexico, because Mexico is highly Catholic, so I'm assuming yeah. that the man down there was Catholic. Okay. The guy who went after me in my bedroom, he was Catholic, too, and I just find that kind of an interesting thing. I don't know if it means anything. but Well, the, yeah. I don't know what it means. <laughs> what did you say? I don't know what it means. I mean, you know, meaning so is a difficult thing to define. Here's the, here's the culmination of my thinking. The, there are so many people who talk about when kids have sex with adults or, or supposedly inappropriate sex, it affects them dramatically for, throughout their life. And I had these two, two experiences, which had no male effect on me whatsoever. And I'm thinking that perhaps the issue is really one of authority. Yeah, it's control. Control over your own body. When you cease to have the control over yourself, you feel like you're manipulated either, uh, you know, mentally or certainly physically. Mm, It's Um, a huge violation. Yeah, And abusers will often make the kids feel like it's their fault. And and Scott, thank you so much for the thoughts tonight. Appreciate your call. Yeah, you really can call about anything on Free Talk Live. Uh, Still want to talk to the next caller on the line, but you can call in at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. And we're kicking off the second hour of the live Sunday night show. Free Talk Live is live every day from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can always catch us. And if you go to uh, listen.freetalklive.com, you can find out all of the ways to get the show in your ears, including live streams, radio affiliates, the satellite, the webcam, and the listen lines. Uh, so if you're really even, like if you're stuck on the road, you have no way to listen to Free Talk Live, you can actually make a phone call and hear the show. It's pretty cool. Yeah, right there at listen.freetalklive.com. You mentioned the cam, mm-hmm. uh, cam uh, cam.freetalklive.com. And if you look at the cam, you can see that somebody was looks like they were doing shooters in the studio <laughs> earlier today. Is that you, Mark? No, no, you, no. You sound like you're in your right mind. No. Huh? <laughs> what is this bottle of stuff? It's a lemony-looking concoction. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to. Like alcohol itself doesn't taste very good, so you have to, you know, mm, you mix put it with other something. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Well, you never know what's going to happen in, in the Free Talk Live <laughs> studios, so uh, you never know what you'll see if you watch the cam. And Mark. Let's go right back to the phones. Uh, Cindy has been waiting in Florida. Cindy, are you with us? Yeah, yes, uh, Stephanie. I just want to tell you, uh, set me off tonight. I, and last night and stuff, I hardly recall, but then I've been calling the last few nights. Mm-hmm. I am a post-op transsexual. Okay. Uh, uh, are, are, you, Ecuador. are you male to female? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I also did surgery on... Um, in the United States, but I did my my surgery in Ecuador, which is sort of a mistake. Okay. It surgery. was a hold on. It was yeah. a mistake. Well, it's bad surgery. 
Yeah, that's what I, you know, I, mean, I think people, people want to know that information is, you know, if, if they're going to go get an operation in Ecuador. Um, what made you choose going to Ecuador? Well, I was libertarian. I don't like anyone telling me what to do. Sure. And I, here, you know, they made like you had to go through all this counseling and uh, sort of an isolated person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to my friends carefully enough, you know. Basically, they didn't like going through counseling either, so they would get their 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 outward appearance changed first. They'd mm-hmm. go there first to get their outward, and then they would do their genitalia here. Mm-hmm. But then they would pass them through the the counseling faster. Everything's a scam, but you have to know how to get around it. It's very yeah, expensive, uh, too, uh, in the U.S., and a lot of times um, health insurance, even that mandated by the government, doesn't cover sexual reassignment surgeries. And there are many different kinds of those too, right? Uh, as I understand it, the um, the male to female, you know, isn't always the most uh, comfortable, but were you able to sort of get get it, um, for lack of a better word, like touched up or in the U.S.? Or you did you have multiple surgeries? I think that uh, there is a, using stem cell, there uh-huh. is a hope. Yeah. You know, the women that go in the Middle East go through what they call a, a clitoral ectomy, yeah. where they cut off part of the clitoris to make them sexually uh, dormant. Yeah. And there's a guy, uh, I think he was a re- regenerative surgeon. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. There is one surgeon that I know of in France who does reconstructive surgery for women's genitalia when they have been subjected to female genital mutilation. Mm -hmm. So this is like the practice where in some parts of um, Africa, the Middle East, uh, they will actually, not to get too graphic here, it really makes me sick when I read about it, but they will actually take things like razor blades and scissors and literally cut off anything on the outside of a woman's uh, genitalia. They usually do this when the girls are like about five years old and they'll have older women in the village, like literally hold them down. No anesthesia. A lot of people get serious infections. They won't, the doctors die. won't do it. Doctors won't do it. So they have these old, like, you know, uh, Probably women who were really traumatized by having it done to them. Well, it's a cultural repeat thing. Repeat that trauma. I, I don't. I don't know that it's. It's a cultural thing, and you it, know, people don't think about these things in the same way. This is what they're used to. This is what everything that goes on. I don't know that. I mean, you can call it what you want, but I mean, it's just they do, and it results in a lot of suffering and death. I mean, and that's an objective not, fact. It, it cuts parts off. Yeah. And well, there's one one person that I know of, Cindy, in France who does reconstructive surgery um, on the female genitalia. And actually, a lot of the clitoris is inside the body. So if you are born as a female bodied person, there is still, you know, some potential to have pleasure, even if the external part of your clitoris has been uh, cut off. But this person, you know, this surgeon actually does repair them. Right. But the thing is, the guy that developed it, surgery do that, I think, on rabbits, I believe, huh? they, mm-hmm. they make a scaffold. Mm-hmm. See, the penis, so I don't know what's allowed on the... It's, if it's clinical, it's okay to the talk about. genitalia. Yep. Uh, it's very fast. Male genitalia, when it's cut off, it, it becomes like a clitoris. There is unity. There's certain unity or similarity between men and women. It's not the same, but, but mm-hmm. they, it mimics each other. They have some similar structures, and, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it's like if they got butchered and their peanut and and, a, and the, the nerve was cut too much, mm-hmm. you can regrow it. But the only yes. way to regrow that nerve, it's nervous tissue, is to create a scaffold, which then we so uh, mm-hmm. outside the um, in a petri dish, 
and then reimplant it on the on the rabbit or the human, or the male or the post. I see. I see what you're saying. And, you know, yeah, I'm. You know, I'm hopeful then, too. I'm glad you see what he's saying because I see she's saying the nerve will regrow. Will regrow. Will regrow into that scuffle or that space. Mm-hmm. That space. You can't. You just can't. Doesn't automatically. You create no space. So he right. was successful. But transforming that in the United States into actual practice, the problem in this country is with the regulation. They won't let people do things. So yeah. we get stalemate. Yeah, but stem cells are a political me. issue. I mean, people don't like them because, you know, especially at one time, at one time they were using, uh, researchers were using a lot of embryonically derived stem cells. And these are taken from fertilized embryos from in vitro fertilization clinics that are not being used. You know, they're extra ones that were never implanted. They're sitting in a freezer and they're going to be thrown away at some point anyway. And so they get used uh, for research. They, you know, they have the human genetics and they can be, they're called pluripotent stem cells. And so they they can give rise to all different types of cells depending on what kind of um, soup, you know, chemical soup you kind of put them in and encourage them to become some other kind of cell. Recently though, because uh, there were so many people, especially under the Bush administration, when a lot of this research was starting to go on, people were very upset by this because they're saying, you know, you're using aborted fetuses for research and this is not okay. It's playing God. And it sounds well, like they're using something akin to clones for research really is what, well, uh, it's a fertilized human embryo that doesn't get implanted into a woman's uterus. Right. It's, um, it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. So I don't know that it's aborted necessarily, but it's, a, no, it is, it is not an aborted. Cindy, uh, speaking uh, as the, uh, you know, as, as the heterosexual males uh, listening to this, do you have any regrets? I want to tell you something. Stephanie helped me. Oh, thank you and so much. I don't, I'm not like, I don't know what you call this kind of person that just ingratiates another person. I think it's Stephanie or someone from LRN. There's a lot of good programs on LRN. Flaming Freedom? And gender issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've listened and it, my eyes were open. Something maybe I intuitively knew already, but mm-hmm. when, when you're in a community, which I regard, Mark, that's what this Community, you're opening up your program of community. Makes sense. That's mm-hmm. why they call and they want to be part of this community, whatever you call it. Anyway, the idea is that gender is fluid. If you're stuck in a gender role, meaning a man can't express their femininity, if they too much performance complex, see, the male has a very difference between a man and a woman is the male has a much stronger, I believe. Uh, stronger libido, stronger desire, even into their older age. It divides people. That testosterone is very powerful. However, if you allow the culturally men to not have to perform as as men as heavily, they won't make the gender transition. And they, gender they, roles, they I think, can be extremely confining sometimes and some people you know naturally kind of conform to society's expectations about the different genders and some people really don't and you know i think your gender identity as you said cindy is kind of a spectrum and and thank you so much i'm really glad that you've uh, you've enjoyed the lrn programming and thank you so much for your thoughts tonight of course you can call us at 855-450-FREE 855-450-3733. I think we're going to get a little bit more into guns when we return. Gun control, more guns, less crime. I don't know if we believe that, <laughs> but maybe you do. It's Free Talk Live and you can give us a call.
As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes feed the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. Stephanie with you. And Mark. Glad to have you with us and encourage you to call us at 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Meantime, we're going to talk about some things that are interesting to us. But first of all, I want to remind you that you can go to m.freetalklive.com if you're on your mobile phone and you want to access any of the features of the website. It's a little easier to do that if you visit the mobile website, m.freetalklive.com. Also, if you're looking for camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, the place to get that stuff is manventureoutpost.com. The reason is, is that they've got the name brands that you're looking for, they've got the best quality stuff, and they've got it at prices that tend to be lower than any other place you're going to be able to find on the internet. Now, you know, I, if you can find knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, uh, you know, at a better price on the internet. Sure. Hey, let me know. Uh, but manventureoutpost.com, every time I've looked and I've had friends look in different, you know, for different types of camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear, they've always had the best prices. So go check them out. Um, if you're looking for anything for the outdoors enthusiast in your life or whether you are one, you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTS. You can get it quick. Get it from manventureoutpost.com. Coupon code FTL. All right. Thanks, Mark. And, you know, we had a lot of calls, which was wonderful. I love to hear from the listeners. But we had started to get into an issue that you and I wanted to flesh out a little bit further. And that was about guns and and laws and things like that. And we started off by sort of talking about the recent tragic uh, shooting in Colorado and, you know, kind of keeping it in the big picture with all the other uh, tragedies that happen around the world all the time, you know, starvation, uh, droning of the U.S., you know, in, in other countries, all kinds of innocent people. They're droning uh, here, too. They're just not dropping bombs yet. Uh, sure, sure. And uh, all the people who die in car crashes all the time. You know, um, a lot of people are afraid of flying, but uh, statistically, you are much more likely to perish in a car accident than on a it's another, it's, this is one of those seen and unseen kind of tragedies yeah. um, since 9-11 um, and the institution of the TSA. Now, it's impossible to say how many Americans, I don't hear them saying this very often, how many Americans won't fly because of terrorists. Oh, I think it's a lot based on anecdotal evidence. But I find a lot of people won't fly because of the TSA. That's what I yes. find. Um, yeah. Now, I, you know, I don't know. I would love to hear about it, but I do well, know that basically they, it's 30%. International yeah. and domestic travel is down about 30%. And I think I heard the statistics after 9-11, immediately following it, you know, in the months afterwards, I'm talking, flights were down, you know, 10 on the order of 10%. But now, years later, now that they've implemented the TSA and... Probably some of that initial fear may have worn off, at least for some people. Right. I just don't hear people talking about they're they're scared of terrorists. Um, You know, maybe like on 9-11 or there's particular days, 
then they'll be more concerned about it. Yeah. But mostly, I don't hear that. You know, they're if, scared of the blue, if, blue gloved fingers. <laughs> right. If, if if you're concerned about uh, you know the, the terrorists, so you can tell us why you don't fly. Um, but you know that's what I see. And the you know the tragedy is that if there are thirty percent, if the flights are down about thirty percent pre nine eleven, then and it's the TSA that people are trying to avoid, then the United States government is killing its citizens because taking cars is more dangerous than flying in a plane. Right. Because mm-hmm. you have all these little vehicles in a small area zipping around. That's a lot more dangerous. Oh, than- we'll fix that, Mark. We'll just mandate that everybody have airbags and everybody have all kinds of seatbelt regulations and... Everybody go below 50 miles per hour on the highway. Well, you know, there's all kinds of things that uh, one can do to make the, the roads safer. But one, you know, I'm they, just kidding. When, I don't think any of those things will work, by the way. When you, <laughs> well, I mean, they may, they may not. Um, if you put mandates on cars and make them even safer than they are today, then the it'll be more expensive. Go up. It'll be hard for poor people to poor get cars. Poor people won't be able to have cars. I mean, there's this car in India that's $2,000 new. What would that be like for America if we could have that for our citizens? I mean, you know, I got to I've got to say a, a safe car is important to me and my family. Yes. If you're you know, if you're a single older couple like, uh, you know, my wife and I are older. I mean, by, you know, we, we have a four and a half year old and then we're a little a little old for that. I'm 42. At 41, something like that. And uh, she, my wife's slightly older than I am. So, you know, we have that, that kind of ultra protective thing. You know, it's our little family and yeah. it's important to us to protect that. And we know that cars are dangerous things. So we want the safest car that we can have to transport our, our child in. Uh, but you know, some people in certain situations, you know, maybe they have a short commute and they only drive, you know, five minutes to get to work every day, but it's just a little too long to walk. Or maybe they're, you know, a young person and the only way they could possibly afford a car so that they don't get frostbite walking in their in the snow in their in the winter. Well, cars are, provide all kinds of freedom. Anybody yeah. anybody who hasn't had a car, remember what it was like when you didn't have a car. You know that cars are freedom. They are the foundation of freedom in America. Yeah. And uh, independence. I, you know, I mean, you can. <laughs> that's where freedom starts in America. And I, you know, I think they're very important. So when you keep poor families from having even two, you know, what's it like when the husband goes to work with the car and the wife stays home without one? Sure. That's tough stuff, too. So, you know, all these regulations, as far as safety goes, also limit people from being able to get the vehicles. Plus, when it comes to registering, sometimes it can cost $500 a year to register a car Mm. in some states. Yeah, and it's not necessarily about safety either. I mean, a lot of it is just surface level things the very bare essentials you know to make sure that the car is is drivable and then up oh, pay the state fifty dollars mm-hmm. or yep. however much it is and then pay the town based on the value of your car so they can tax you a little bit more right and uh, you know then the, the state in some states that have uh, you know inspections that kind of thing here in new hampshire you if you if you have too much rust around the wheel wells you can't pass the inspection yeah. Oh, and they might notice that you need extra parts. So that's going to be another two hundred dollars and things uh, like that. <laughs> well, it's. But I'm talking about the the you know rust on a vehicle. Really? In why New does Hampshire, that matter? When they salt the roads all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know why? Why is that matter as far as safety goes? I mean, it's ugly. Sure. I suppose you could catch your leg on it walking by. I don't claim. I don't know that much about about cars. It's just not my particular interest. But uh, I can say for sure that those inspections aren't really about safety. Uh, you know, just based on everything I I understand about like them. they're drumming up business for uh, <laughs> uh, mechanics. Mark, let's go to the phones. I think Dave wants to speak with us. Dave in Texas, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi, welcome uh, to the show. Oh, um, got a comment about kind of guns 
concerning the, the Aurora thing and also talking about the, the cars and the issues that we have. Okay. Each year, there's over 50,000 people who are killed in, in, in car crashes. Is yes. that in America? In America. Okay. Yeah, about 50,000. How come, um, how come cars aren't outlawed? They're very, very useful. <laughs> Following that line of logic, you know, a lot of people would want to outlaw cars, you know, but I think you're right yeah. that they're very useful, Mark, and that people, you know, would, there would just be such a big outcry if people tried to outlaw cars. Although they're, they're kind of doing it piecemeal, piecemeal, you know, just restricting them. Uh, you can't do certain things with your cars. In some states, you can't have windows that are too tinty because then the cops can't see into your vehicle. Some states, right. you can't modify your car in certain ways. Um, you can't drive over a certain speed in most places, all over the place. Uh, in well, some places, you are mandated to wear a seatbelt. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm just I'm just so frustrated with what's going on in this country. And, and one of the things they're messing with us is, is with words. And Dave, the would you mind holding that thought? I, I really want to hear from you. And uh, I'm going to hold you on the line if you wouldn't mind. We'll hear 1984 more. 1984 and double speak. Yes. Is that what it, new speak? New speak. That's what it's called. New speak. Yes. Double plus good free talk live. It <laughs> will be back in a moment. And you can call us at 855-450-FREE. Stick around. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show, Sunday Night Edition. This is Stephanie. And this is Mark. We're glad to have you listening to our show tonight. And of course, you can call us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And you can feel welcome to bring up anything that's on your mind. And by the way, if you like what we do, if you want to help promote Free Talk Live, we always love it when our listeners are so enthusiastic about the show that they want to show off that they listen and tell their friends about it. So you can get a free bumper sticker. You can find uh, graphics all for free that you can remix and reuse if you want to promote Free Talk Live. And they're all there for you for free at promote.freetalklive.com. Another great thing you can do to promote Free Talk Live is uh, share your favorite episode of Free Talk Live on your Facebook timeline or your Twitter feed. This is These are great, great, great ways to or your most hated episode of Free Talk Live. Yep. Well, <laughs> I some people do listen to shows they don't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> Howard Stern is a great example. So I, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, he got great ratings in New York. Um, you know, being a show that didn't like. didn't he say something to the effect of that he had twice as many listeners who hated him, who tuned in every day and you know li- religiously listened than the, the people who actually liked him. I couldn't say I've I've heard numbers like it's just hard for me to believe it's yeah. just hard uh, you know those those things are hard for me to believe but ratings it's hard enough to know how many people are listening yeah. especially in New York mm. where um, at the time the ratings diaries were filled out by people 
who had to tell the truth. Now they have this thing called PPM. It's a personal people meter, um, which means that. Oh my they, God, it sounds like a purple people eater. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a creepy sounding thing. If you're a personal people, <laughs> people meter, what? Um, they, but it's Wasn't this device that. None or personal people eater. <laughs> knows what it's listening to and then can attribute that to whatever it attributes it to. Mm-hmm. And so it knows what station you're listening to and tells Arbitron these, this information so you can't lie. And it's changed the way that radio is rated um, in the top 50 markets. And it goes to show how sort of flawed the old diary system was. But this uh, Stern was big, the big ratings in New York under the old diary system. And I just... You know, if you hate Howard Stern, you're going to write down that you listen to Howard Stern. Mm. So either what he was saying wasn't true mm-hmm. or um, people were uh, people were being very honest or, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, something's not right. His, there. his listenership was, in fact, off the charts yeah. because some people that hate, I, I know, um, you know, having worked in the business, I remember, you know, when I was down in Florida one year. It's they have to wait uh, mail the usually mail twenty uh, eighteen to to twenty five they have to wait those diaries because they can't get enough of them. There's just it's hard to get mails eighteen twenty five to fill out diaries. And <laughs> what you would find is every once in a while ninety eight rock would just shoot right off the charts because somebody says I listen to ninety eight rock from when I get up at noon. To when I go to bed at four or whatever, you know, I mean, and and they would just <laughs> fill out their diary that way. Uh-huh. And I'm just talking and then they about, would be weighted. It would be weighted. Right. Then it would be yeah. uh, largely weighted because, you know, this is the one guy that they could get to fill out a diary. And well, you know, Mark, there are lies, damn lies and, and statistics. statistics. <laughs> and speaking of which, let's go back to Dave listening in Texas. Dave. Yes. Uh, so tell us more about what you were starting to get into about car restrictions and about the recent shooting yeah, had a couple things you wanted to say i know it, it's a i'm just I, I don't know where to start but look, anywhere you like it's think, free talk live <laughs> okay um i see one of the things that's really going on with this country is the the way that words are being changed now and the meanings of words are arbitrarily being changed and we have to be careful um about what's being said to us and how we use words you know, for instance, mm-hmm. um, when you're driving, um, the connotation of driving is that you are in commerce. You're driving something to, um, you know, the, it comes back. It it started. It started from you know drivers driving wagon trains and things like that. The word driver comes from that. Mm-hmm. They were driving things to market, and so while we're while we're driving, it's assumed that we're in commerce, but actually. Most of the time, we are just traveling, and are you no... are you interested in the whole UCC uh, idea? The the whole the you know old laws about well, driving and things like that. I've done some studying on it. It it gives me tired head, and I'm not. Yeah, I um, but I do study it, and I don't know that much about it. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I do have an interest in it, and a friend of mine has kind of got me. You know, down that avenue, I just haven't really comprehended it yet. But um, okay, I'm slowly starting to learn these things, and, and it's just amazing the, the obfuscation that's going on with the language. And um, well, that's kind of like legalese. You know, the um, the the Supreme Court sure. ruled that uh, corporations are persons, and persons have speech. So corporations, the only way they can speak is by giving money. And this was part and, of the Citizens United uh, ruling. I guess it was last year. So I mean, but that. Yeah, but that goes back to, like, um, 
1871 ruling. It was a railroad versus some railroad versus, I think, state of California mm-hmm. um, that that corporations were considered persons. Yeah, the government and, creates people now. Yeah, the whole shall so, idea too. Like a lot of times they'll put like in legalese, shall is enforceable, and mm, other words, you know, must or may may mean different things. It's not the exact same as regular English. So it can be very misleading for somebody who speaks English and doesn't know exactly what those words mean in legalese when they're trying to interpret it. Yeah. And it's, it's a danger that, and you know, that the belief that a certain class of people, uh, mainly lawyers have presidents over this because they know how to speak this legalese, I think is, Mm. It's just ludicrous, you know. Who? Well, they've been doing that for a long time, Dave. I mean, even in the medical oh, medical that. profession, uh, the whole use of Latin was so that the patients couldn't understand what the doctors were saying, and the doctors basically mm-hmm. were this guild that had extra power. And same thing with uh, with le- with uh, excuse me, lawyers. Uh, the use of yeah, Latin, it's like a, <laughs> the dead language, it's like a ruling. It's a ruling priest class that has been going on for it's the court years. It's the court of the king that took over. I mean, really, at this point, you don't have any choices. You have very few choices. It's, uh, you know, we have an extraordinarily rare situation here with the president running somebody who isn't an attorney. Uh, You know, I mean, you have if you were to go through the Senate and the House and the the White House and then look at uh, on your state level, except for New Hampshire, um, you'll find that this this is the cadre. I mean, it's more than 80 percent. It's like 90 percent. I don't know. I mean, just I'm taking a shot in the dark here but i truly believe that these numbers are right uh, of these of, of our rulers are lawyers and if yeah. this was if this was cowboys or uh you know steel workers or doctors or whatever other uh, institution of a group of people it was they wouldn't no one would have a problem uh you know or people people may uh, raise a, a question about it but for some reason or another they don't say anything about uh, what uh, what in this nation is truly a rule uh, of lawyers it's not uh, we the people it's them the lawyers yeah it, it's you know it's it, you wonder why we're in the state, the situation that we're in, the state that we're in, and it's because it's so, so confusing. Right, and they make it that and, way. That's what legalese yeah, is about. That's all on purpose. And Dave, thanks for and your you thoughts know, tonight. Author, Sorry, is not the author of confusion. Thanks for the call, Dave. Appreciate your thoughts. Sure. I'm confused by the Bible. I got to say, if God wrote <laughs> that thing, and then I'm, I'm just thoroughly confused. <laughs> Well, that they did that on purpose to test your faith, Mark. It could be. Um, I've got this little bit here about the rule of lawyers, and I love it. It's, uh, oh, the, please, yeah. Yeah, it's the rule of um, rent-seeking behavior by a self-perpetuating elite, which controls the output of the legislature. So, I mean, you know, the, the lawyers are this elite. They, they choose to join the court, yep. and they per- create their own output, which is laws, and they produce uh, these laws that are so Byzantine, complicated— and ambiguous that you know, one needs a lawyer just to interpret the law. There are too many laws in this nation for a person to read in four lifetimes. Mm. So, And too many lawyers. I mean, I think that there would be a role in a completely free society. I think there would be a role for people to hire others to present arguments sure. for them before arbitrators or to, or or to do research yeah. or to investigate things. But there would not nearly be so many of them. I mean, all the patent trolls and all the copyright lawsuits and things like that and all the unnecessary uh, lawsuits because we're society just so litigious, enabled by the government, of course. 
It's Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE is the number. If you'd like to get in touch with us tonight, we'd love to hear from you. And stick around. There's more coming up about guns and a kid whose hot dog stand was shut down. It's Free Talk Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the live Sunday night edition with Stephanie and Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Would also like to remind you that if you go to shop.freetalklive.com, you'll find a way that you can help the show for free. Completely no cost to you. All you do is go enter through that link and buy the things that you normally buy on Amazon.com and a little referral fee will go to Free Talk Live. It won't affect the price of your item, the purchase price. It'll just uh, help out the show all at no cost to you. So once again, that's shop.freetalklive.com. And Mark, you know, let's talk about something. I want to wrap this, uh, you know, sort of uh, crime broken down by state issue up. Yeah. We, we started to discuss this a couple of times, but you had sent an email to me basically earlier and a couple other people about the crime rates per state, uh, the FBI's data of crime reports involving firearms broken out by state. And then, you know, sort of overlaid on that map is an index of how restrictive the state's gun laws are. And it's difficult to find a correlation. And I've actually seen people who have drawn like little scatter plots and it's it's a flat line, so there's really not much of a correlation there. And um, I just I don't see it if there is a correlation. If somebody way. can show me that uh, you know information that at this point I want I want information that doesn't come from John Lott's book, uh, <laughs> More Guns, Less Crime. Mm-hmm. Um, and or I guess we should say it. You know, I think any source might be biased, but. I personally, I could imagine how this there would be a lot This is the FBI's of... crime statistics. What's biased about that? I mean, you know, I mean, we know what some... states have the freest gun laws, and those are, mm-hmm. you know, um, Vermont, Alaska, Arizona, New Hampshire. I think Wyoming Florida. has gotten very uh, free recently. Alaska, mm-hmm. uh, New Hampshire's pretty good, but it's just sort of among some states that are pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the. When I look at these, you know, so it would say it would seem, according to those statistics, that the places that have the most restrictive gun laws should have the highest, uh, you know, say gun murder rate, firearms murder rates per 100,000 population. So that's basically a per per capita capita situation that you would think that that would be highest in places like Illinois, New York. California, mm-hmm. New Jersey. I mean, where where are the most restrictive gun laws in America? Yeah, those all seem pretty restrictive. Um, Washington D.C. Oh yeah, that uh, does have a very high murder rate in Washington D.C. Uh, you know, it, it has a high crime rate, no yeah. doubt about it. Um, Maryland, high crime rate. I, I don't know how restrictive they are, but I've not never heard a story out of Maryland of uh, restrictive gun laws. So maybe they're somewhat restrictive, but uh, you know, not not terribly. They're close to D.C., mm-hmm. um, but you know, they're they're among the the three top states here. Uh, Missouri. Mm-hmm. 
ever heard of Missouri listed as one of the the, the, the gun hating states? Doesn't seem like it. Mm, I, I haven't heard anything about that period. I can't recall much. Yeah, uh, maybe I mean, one of our listeners. Can I know call. that it has St. Louis, which is a uh, oh. you know is a metro that suffered from crime. Well, uh, that's just it. I, I think it matters how many large cities there are with a lot of people packed in all at once. And when people get desperate, for instance, when there's a lot of the drug war going on, a lot of drugs, um, people tend to commit more crimes to get money to buy drugs. Right. Uh, so things like that. Would Poverty matter. is a big issue. Poverty. Uh, um, you know, I'm not saying that people commit crimes to have more money as much as they may be committing crime. You know, po- poverty has all its issues involved. Maryland includes Baltimore. Um, Do you agree that Louisiana is in- also on this list? And that, of course, has NOLA. Mm-hmm. So do you think those that are the, in- that's the three? Those are the three on the list. That's yeah. it. Those are the three highest gun murder rates. Um, you know, I mean, I've got I've got it statistics here for robberies. I've got statistics for assaults. Mm-hmm. And in none of these situations can I court. I mean, Texas is among Texas the, is an outlier, right? Because they have pretty good gun laws, pretty good gun pretty laws, free gun laws. But there also is a high crime, rate. high crime rate. They yeah. are among the uh, top uh, for firearms robberies in the United States, mm-hmm. as are South Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, once again, Missouri, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Michigan. Doesn't Nevada have pretty, unre- pretty lax, unrestrictive yeah. gun laws? Pretty lax. As well? Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Delaware, once again, uh, Maryland. I mean, I don't I, I have. Do you think it matters how closely people are packed together? Because I know, you know, animals, if you put a lot of animals, well, then in why is it New York City? Why, why aren't New, why isn't New York in that here? Why isn't California in here? Why is Texas beating California? It's not more populous in and terms of murder. California uh, smaller gun crimes. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I know. It's, it's a great question. And, I mean, there's so many things that could affect things like crime rates, you know, that clearly gun laws aren't the only factor here. And it is hard to draw a correlation. Now, I think now, I, one thing I, would I like think to, to myself, mm-hmm. though, is, you know, in the town that I live in, everybody's got guns. And, you know, one of the things they attribute the low crime rate in, in my town to is, is that, you know, you don't want to do any burglary in this town. Sure. <laughs> be a real bad idea. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's it's an interesting question to think about. I don't want to take anyone's guns away, nor do I want to mandate that everybody have guns. I just want the truth. I mean, yeah, on Free Talk like- Live, we've been talking a long time. We've been saying for a long time that, uh, you know, places where guns are more prevalent. And there there are some statistics. I remember the one about uh, there was Ontario, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, basically they could correl- had some correlative data there. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's really it's just it doesn't seem to be a hard, fast rule where people where gun ownership and um, is higher, where, um, you know, the gun rules are the uh, most uh, free and that the crime would be lower. It doesn't seem to be that. So um, I don't like getting on the air and saying things that aren't true. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to know the truth. You know, I mean, I I believe here's here's the truth. I believe that uh, humans have the right to use tools and. A and gun you, is a tool. You own yourself, right? So yeah. you have the right to defend yourself, right? Sure. Uh, and we, you know, we like the non-aggression principle, right? That it's, you know, <laughs> it's you own yourself. It's morally repugnant to initiate force or fraud on other people, right? Yeah. And. You know, and I don't think this is the kind of conversations being had on regular radio stations. Oh, no Most way. radio programs are either I'm for guns or I'm against guns, and I'm only going to give you the information that backs up our, their, your story. I don't want to do that show. Yeah. Now, um, if you can, you know, if you can show me where I'm wrong on this here, I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm open to that information. 
but I, you know, I, I was listening on the radio today. Somebody was saying it wasn't it wasn't guns; it's magazine size that caused the uh, the, the the killings in um, you know Colorado. That, that doesn't seem like a real root striking position to take. You know, I like to. I'm fascinated by the root causes of crime. Okay, and that's why I was saying earlier in the show that nobody ever really looks at the past of of these sort of killers or why somebody would do something like this. What do you do, though? I mean, okay, so we find out something about uh, this fella. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we find out something about him, assuming this is the guy that did it. uh, We don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, We find out something about him. How are you going to go? You know, he had a bad childhood. How do you fix that? Well, talk about peaceful parenting on the air. You know, talk about. There's still going to be bad childhoods. I mean, people are still there. There are, but things are getting better over time. And, you know, I've Mark, I've heard some parents who have reached out to us on the show and said that things that we said uh, on the air, uh, discussions that we've had about parenting have affected what they thought. Sure. About how they were going to raise their children. So, hey, it's a step in the right direction, right? It, it is. But I, I just I always wonder when you start talking about these the the root causes, what exactly are we going to do about it? Because somebody's going to say, well, we need a little central planning here, and we're going to make sure that kids don't have things this way, that oh, way, or the okay. other thing. Okay, well, I wasn't saying that. And, you know, I mean, I don't. one thing I don't want to see is I don't want, uh, you know, the, this legal system to conflate spanking with, um, you know, child abuse. I don't think that that's going to... Well, I don't know if it would help with... to put somebody in jail, you know, a parent and tear apart a family. That's probably what they would do. You know, that's exactly currently... that's the only tool they have. Right. They don't have another tool. That's They're why it has gonna... to be voluntary. They, they can't it's... they can't disappear dad or mom and replace them with a caring person. Sure. They, they, they don't that doesn't just doesn't <laughs> happen. Um, you know, I mean, and people tend to react in a funny uh, way. I, hear, I had an interesting situation happen. I was uh, mm. up near your hometown. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Hanover where Dartmouth is and we were having lunch. Um, I, um, and I saw this father chase after his son on the street, grab him, push him into the foyer of a bank that was closed. It was a weekend that I was there. And, uh, you know, so this that little entrance the way. vestibule. It wasn't inside. It was the, you know how they, the, the vestibule doors. is like, yeah, there's two okay. sets of doors, right? There's it wasn't one in either through. section of them. It, ah, was, it okay. was that little indented section where the, where you oh, go into the doors. So he cor- cornered him in a, in a corner, a glass mm-hmm. corner, and kind of roughed him up. I'm not going to say he punched him or anything like that, but he was Grabbed clearly him. very, yeah, it was a sort of this wrestling situation. I don't know what happened. Maybe okay. his son came sideways out of his mouth to his mom or something like that, and dad just had just had it with him. I can tell you. I know what it's like to be a frustrated parent at the end of one's rope. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it looked so ugly sitting there watching uh, this guy in this Kango um, or this golfing cap. I don't even know what it was. It wasn't a Kango. It was a golfing cap, um, you know, chasing after. And he was just a big man. It was so, so big that he was, like, hunched head forward, like, hunched forward. Yeah. And, you know, grabbing this what appeared to be a 12-year-old kid. Um, and, mm, you know, the cops showed up. Uh, you know, interested civilians came up and gave their opinions to the police. And basically within 10 minutes or whatever, uh, the police, uh, you know, left. The, the guy was contrite or whatever but it was very interesting to, to see the situation and mm. all it could tell me is that from the outside uh, corporal punishment doesn't look very good well i agree with that and i'd love to hear your thoughts at 855-450 free it's free talk live we've got more coming up speaking of families i think we're going to talk about this 13 year old who he and his dad went into business and they got shut down by the gov government <laughs> more coming up on free talk live The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, 
Buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are listening to the live Sunday night edition. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Mark. We welcome you to the show as we kick off Hour 3. We'd love to hear from you at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free call-in line. And we'd like to also remind you about amp.freetalklive.com. AMP is uh, a program that stands for Art, Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's an easy way to help out Free Talk Live. If you like what we do, you can send us $3 a month. I mean, that's really low. It's about the price of a cup of coffee, but it really helps us out because when a lot of people do it, um, Ian can use that money to advertise, market, and promote the show. Also, you get some perks. There's uh, the... Oh, yes. amp- there's How could I forget? <laughs> amp-only podcast that doesn't have any uh, commercial interruptions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the amp-only video feed for the cam. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, be, don't they wish? <laughs> They'd like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's other, uh, other perks to the AMP program. All right. Well, Mark, let's go right to the calls. We've got a lot of people who want to comment tonight. Alex is listening in Asheville, North Carolina. Alex, are you here? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing tonight? Wonderful. Yeah, what's on your mind? Good. Just uh, I did just some theories are kind of floating around out there. I just kind of want to hear you guys' uh, thoughts on it. Okay. Just reading about some certain, um, you know, I guess his own questionable theories about, you know, this, this guy Holmes over in Colorado, the shooting. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, like, you know, his behavior didn't add up. You know, they're questioning, you know, he's a medical student in the science department. What's he doing? This, you know, how do you go from that position of uh, education to what happened? Um, things like um, well, actually, Alex, I've heard out. I've heard some people speculate that he was involved in a, you know, he was a he was a graduate student actually in neuroscience, but he was um, studying at a medical school, so not not exactly the same thing as a medical student. Um, I just know because I'm in that field, so I wanted to clear that up. But people were speculating that since he's in the field of neuroscience, he was participating in a government mind control <laughs> uh, experiment that got horribly awry, and. Um, you know, I, I've heard that. I am pretty skeptical of that. Uh, I think it would be really difficult to control someone's mind based on what I know about neuroscience. And also from what I've heard of those those theories about government mind control programs, part of it is supposed yeah. to include that they kill themselves at the end and he didn't do that. So, Well, that's what's odd. Yeah, that's what I find odd is that of all these mass things that's happening like in universities and places like around America lately, past 10 years or so, they always take their life. But this one, he didn't. And what's he doing with, um, what is it, like fifteen dollars or $20,000 worth of uh, weapons and gear? How does an you know, unemployed student, how does he afford that much? Well, you know, it wouldn't be out of this world to think that the FBI or some other agency might have, you know, provided somebody with uh, weapons and training. They've certainly tried, you know, to set up terrorist attacks. None College of students really... have a great deal of access to, uh, you know, interest-free loans, too. So that's just as possible. True. Yeah, but it's kind of odd for a student to, I mean, for one It's person, odd for anybody yeah, to go and yeah. shoot up a theater. Yeah. Well, I think you can save hard. up and afford certain things, you know, especially if you kind of live on the cheap. You know, he's making probably uh, 25000 a year. 
you know. I think what's interesting is is that um, you know they don't have. It's a person who went in anonymously. I mean, you know what? It it, it could just as easily be somebody. <laughs> Somebody takes a dupe in there. Uh, they they drop the guy. They drop the guy off by the car. He's mm-hmm. a babbling idiot, and uh, they go in. They do the crime. They de- depart from the scene, and then this guy's there in the same gear because the the his face was covered by a gas mask. I think that's an interesting. Oh, wait a minute. Well, so what if this is so it, it played on that on that right there? What if this was staged just in time for the? Hello, uh, Alex. Yeah, there we go. Sorry, yeah. your phone cut out for a moment. Can you repeat what okay. you just said? Just leading off what he said, if they drop, just you know, saying running with this uh, situation, if they just drop him off a bambling idiot. That situation. What if this was staged? You know, just in time for the vote for the uh, UN Small Arms Treaty. You know, they say that. I don't People think people have been speculating that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just don't think that the UN uh, Small Arms Treaty has any kind of legs. But you know, may, maybe uh, it's uh, who who knows. The one thing I can tell you is is that the, it'll never be provable. Um, it will never make a difference in American society. Um, I think that tragedies do happen. I, I, maybe this is one of those tragedies. Yeah. Some and some and false flag uh, situations happen too. I just don't think it's possible to know. And we can always oppose things like the small arms treaty on principle, you know, that it's not okay for some <laughs> huge, like, world governmental kind of agency to come and impose laws on people. It's not okay exactly. to take away people's natural right to self-defense and things like that. Right. I, I think I'd just go back to that point when I heard that the amount of uh, money that was uh, valued at the gear and, and the weapons he had, you know, with him being unemployed and a, and a medical student, yeah, I just find it hard to believe that, you know, how does one, I mean, even someone who's maybe a hunter, I don't know many guys who have $20,000 worth of uh, you know, gear and, and weapons, you know, of that nature. They're supposed to be unemployed. I know a few, but, yeah. um, you know. Unemployed? How do they get the, how do they get that kind of $20,000? I, mean, I think I'll be buying food and maybe People's situations, oh. I mean, sometimes they get an inheritance, sometimes they, you know, gamble. College students are largely unemployed. Maybe he was uh, prostituting himself or selling drugs. Who knows? They should look into that. They should find out more about that. I mean, the unemployed medical student having $20,000 worth of military gear, that's just kind of kind of odd. That's kind of a red flag to me. Yeah. And Alex, thanks for the call tonight and your thoughts. I, it's interesting. You never know people's personal financial situations, but he seemed at least... You know, if this was him and everything designing this whole plot, he seemed to have really thought it out and at least had the intelligence to do that. So who knows? He could have been very resourceful and somehow come up with the money. Um, I'm not really sure. It's all very bizarre stuff. mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to say. All right. Let's go to Gary all the way from Hong Kong. Gary, are you with us? Gary, can you hear me? Gary in Hong Kong going once. (laughs) He has to go all the way around the world. But no, All just... right, I'm going to put Gary on hold, and we'll try him back later if he's listening. Uh, let's go to Pat, listening in Norfolk, Virginia. Pat, are you with us? Hey, I'm Joe. How are you guys doing today? Oh, wonderful. Welcome. And uh, what's on your mind? Uh, look, I was uh, wondering about this. Uh, I'm in Washington State. and uh, I thought you were in Norfolk, really? Virginia. Uh, well, I am, I am but I, I'm originally from Washington State. Okay. And, uh, okay. There was an Amtrak train that went off the tracks in Woodland, Washington. Uh, when was this? A few days ago, okay. A few days ago, and I, I ain't uh, heard no more about it. I mean... Uh, it's eclipsed by the, the big news story. Well, was there uh, bad weather or... or I don't. Have you, I don't know, but Google does. 
<laughs> Do you know anything, any details about it, Pat, other than that there was a train uh, that went no, off the tracks? That, that, that was the last I heard on uh, ABC News. That was the last I heard. Uh, All right. Well, if we, if we have a chance, we'll do some investigation. And thanks, Pat, for the call. Maybe we'll uh, see if we can get back to Gary in Hong Kong. Gary, let's try you again. Hello? Hi, Gary. We uh, couldn't hear you the first time. Good. Glad you're oh, with you us. you couldn't hear me? I'm sorry. I'm here. No problem. I'm glad glad you're with us now. What's on your mind? Well, you know, I I probably share the same feeling as other expats who have been abroad, and I, I've been over here about 20 years. Um, in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, a long time. And, you know, when this thing about the TSA and Homeland Security was first uh, dreamed of or came out, I read a report that it was uh, initiated through the Bush administration by uh, an East German Stasi uh, named Martin so? Wolf. Uh, what was um, what was dreamed of? I mean, it's, we heard it over wait, here. And, wait, wait a second. What was dreamed uh, up of with the TSA? The home, the idea of homeland security. But I mean, didn't they have? Uh, they already had uh, people checking people going into airplanes, and basically all they did was took the pe- people that were checking people into airplanes nationalized them in the yeah. sense that they gave them government jobs. These body scanners and uh, these people at the airports, and we don't have that over here, you know? Oh, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of places that don't have those things, but I mean, they had metal detectors before, and they mostly had metal detectors um, up until re- relatively recently. The body scanners are, are pretty new. Yeah. Well, you know, the, it seems to me that the it... it a lot of there's a lot of Americans here, and, and including me, and we we have this uneasy feeling about returning because of these kind of things. Because mm-hmm. it seems like nobody bothers with that here, and we we tend to walk around a little bit more freer, and things seem to be a bit more relaxed. You Do know? you consider Hong Kong to be more free than the United States? Well. In some respects, yes. In some respects, no. I mean, I'd like to find out why it's not, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, hold, hold, if you hold would, on. Gary, please hold your thoughts. I'd like to talk more with you about this. Hong Kong's been rated the, the freest place in America. Economically. Or, excuse me, freest in the place world. in the world economically, and I want to find out more. Yeah, some of the social freedoms, not so sure about, but clearly Gary likes it. If you have thoughts, 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live, and there's more coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Welcome back to the show. This is Stephanie. And this is Mark. We'd love to hear from you tonight at 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live is a show where you can call about anything you want, anything that's on your mind. And uh, we do love to hear from our listeners. We've been talking with Gary in Hong Kong about reasons why Hong Kong might be potentially freer than the U.S. But first, Mark has a word for us. Well, um, you know, SACL CAI, they sponsor our phone lines. And the principal over there, one of the principals, Jason Osborne, is a big supporter of Liberty, a big supporter of Free Talk Live. And, um, you know, it's we're, we're grateful to him. If you have a company and need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do that. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. All right. Thanks, Mark. And let's go back to Gary in Hong Kong. Gary, can you hear me? 
Yeah, I hear you. Thank you. Great. Okay, so tell us about... Mark was asking before we went to the break, you know, what, what are some reasons that Hong Kong might be freer than the U.S., and what are some things that you think are maybe less free? Well, I think in, re- in respect of, like, uh, the the security issues, like the army on the street and all that, that's, that's not permitted here. You know, the, the, the army, where the old British barracks used to be at Stanley, the, the Chinese army stay there. They're not allowed out uh, on the street at all, and uh, that's one respect that, you could say, but okay. By the, the way, hand, I, I have no, a question, Gary. Um, have you uh-huh. you said that you left the U.S. about twenty years ago? Have you been back to visit well, since then? Actually, it was long before that because I was in the Navy, and then when I got out, oh, okay. I, I came back to this region where I had served. You know, gotcha. Uh, so, so, so have you visited? Really much, goes back a lot further. <laughs> okay, so have you visited the, the U.S. recently? Uh, That's what I want to know. If you've experienced things like the TSA and. Homeland Security. Uh, yeah, I did have that problem in Seattle and uh, was profiled and uh, and handcuffed and uh, what and, you know, profiled for? in the waiting room for no reason while they went away in these whispering sessions and came back and finally let me go after ripping my bag apart and not replacing it. What did they profile they you for? You know, you see what I mean? And we just don't have that here. What do you? What did you get profiled for? I mean, what did they pick you out of the lineup for some well, reason? I was on my way to Vancouver. And uh, they, um, I, I put, I had been in Taiwan for a little while, and I put on the card Taiwan, and they thought I said Thailand, so they were looking for somebody who was a pedophile or, or, or something like that. So they grabbed my computer and took it away and handcuffed me to a chair, and they said, "Oh, you're not under arrest because it's only one handcuff." And uh, you know, here's a bottle of water. Thanks for playing. Wow. And maybe an hour oh, later, they they came and let me go, and and the, the, the detective came back a few hours later and said, "We didn't find anything on your uh, computer." And I said, "I didn't think you would." And then they let me go on my way, and I missed my flight and had to take a oh. had to take a new flight to Canada and all that. And I was just so disgusted by the way they behaved, you know. Yeah, I bet you were. Damn, yeah. So about um, you know why? T- how how is uh, Hong Kong? You say they're more free because there's not the military on the streets, but we don't really have the military on the streets in the United States generally either. So, uh, oh. I mean, are you saying that the well, the, the police are less militarized? Military everywhere, you know. What's that? Okay. Military exercises going on. Yeah, but I don't see them. Oh, if I you see. if you live uh, someplace well. like New Hampshire, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, Hong <laughs> Kong's really a much smaller place. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've seen convoys of military vehicles going down the road, but never in my neighborhood have uh, soldiers been mm-hmm. popping in and out of houses. So I'm I'm just trying to I'm trying to quantify, really well, quantify the not, the differences because I know that, that it's com- I'm not trying to say that it's completely freer. I'm just saying in some respects because, sure. like here, they. Like here, you can't own a gun unless you belong to a gun club, and you have to pay a lot of money to belong to a gun club. That's it's, interesting. It's sort of the British elite that have stayed behind that, that belong to those. You interesting. Know? Is that handguns? I mean, can you can you carry yeah, a handgun they, they on you? Yeah, have range like three or four thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and you have to leave the gun there. Okay, so you, mm-hmm. I mean, by owning a gun, you mean you can keep it somewhere. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't. Yeah, you- Keep it in your smoking jacket. Right, you can't. Uh, you can't keep. <laughs> yeah. You can't carry a gun on that, you concealed that, or something. Yeah, and so, and uh, there was uh, another case of uh, protesters on the bridge between here and China that were holding up a banner and protesting in the uh, uh, in the case where it's not as free. They uh, they allowed uh, they allowed those protesters to be pulled across the border and thrown in jail for 24 hours and then let go just to teach them a lesson that they. They shouldn't be out on the street doing that. But people still oh, hear wow. protests and march on the street and they get angry. 
Interesting. So huh. there are protests in Hong Kong. You probably should just stay away from the, so, the bridge to China, right? So why did they why did That's they right. get put in a Chinese jail for twenty four hours? Why are there jails on Hong Kong? Well, there are, but they, they were just. I think the police were just cooperating because they didn't like those protesters anyway, and they were just mm. turning a blind eye. Because actually, that's an international border, and what they did was illegal. Sort of an international border. I mean, China's kind of in control mm. of Hong yeah, Kong. You have, to have a passport to get across. You have to have a passport to get across. Oh yeah, you, 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 well, on the Hong Kong side, you just use your ID to go okay. through. But when you get to the China side, you have to have a visa and a passport. And it's a lot easier to do business in Hong Kong if you want to set up a business. I mean, you know, it's it's supposed to be yeah. a much more economically free place than the United States. But yeah, I've heard right. that some of the social freedoms are different. I've limits on daily amounts of money or are much here, you know. I've heard organized crimes really heavy in in Hong Kong too. Uh, yeah, the triads operate pretty heavily around in my neighborhood. <laughs> so, do you? When I, I just wonder, as the average American uh, who's probably who's looking for more freedom, I think it's very difficult to find that place in the world where one can go and be free. Um, I mean, this has been this has been a conversation going on here on Free Talk Live for oh yeah years. I'm very interested in this, and I just don't. I I, I wonder where this place is because for one thing, if you get popped off into a a place where you don't speak English, suddenly you're not free in the mm-hmm. way that you can't it's hard communicate. To yourself yeah <laughs> so well uh, you know when you go to china i always call it a board cube you get you get assimilated into this situation where everybody thinks the same and everybody has the same opinion <laughs> and if you have a dissenting opinion you might disappear or something you know yeah yeah it, it, it's unlikely you'll disappear in the United States. Uh, you have to you have to really push your opinion, um, like say in the area of WikiLeaks. A couple of those guys have had some big yeah. difficulties. Uh, but you know, I mean, you're talking about a, a few people out of a population of 300 million. So mm-hmm. the average person keeps their head down. <laughs> so Gary, what are some of the things that you would like to do but you can't legally do in Hong Kong, or you I can't think maybe culturally just owning, a, owning a firearm, maybe, or just being free to go to a shooting range at a, a lower cost. Um, of money, yeah. Uh, that that was that's the main thing right there that that I think people should value. But isn't it largely uh, crime free there? I mean, like it's right- largely crime free, and there's no problem. You know, you see a lot of Muslims walking around, and they have mosques here, and you see a lot of different people from different countries and India and religions and stuff, and and everybody seems to mingle together, and they all seem to get along with each other. There doesn't seem to be. Mm. much of a problem as far as that goes. And uh, the crime is, rate is very low. You, you hear these occasional cases of rape and murder, but they're very, very low, very low crime rate. The, how uh, about, uh, like, how about like racial relations? I mean, you know, to a certain, well, ex- to a certain extent, there you so could argue that... A lot of the Americans are mixed in with the Chinese. They have Chinese families and, mm-hmm. you know... So that, does, that, that uh, there seems to be a lot of acceptance. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's a lot of acceptance towards okay. that, except for the older generation, maybe that don't like it, but they they, they can't say much. And uh, gotcha. uh, prostitution is very open; it's not illegal. But mm-hmm. I guess what's illegal about it is if they come from China and they don't have work permits and things, you know, and they get mad for that. But interesting, but aliens. <laughs> all right, Gary. Well, thank you. Thanks for your thoughts and yeah. your perspective tonight. It's always interesting to hear about something else. Around the other side of the world. Picking the expat's brain. He's probably listening to the morning show over there. <laughs> this is quite a Free large Talk time Live difference. coming to you in the morning. <laughs> and this is Free Talk Live. Uh, you can call in at 855-450-FREE. Stay tuned. There's more coming up. We'll talk about the hot dog stand. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to Free Talk Live. It's Stephanie with you. And Mark. And 855-450-FREE is our number tonight. 855-450-3733, where you can call and bring up anything that's on your mind. Mark, I wanted to talk to you about this hot dog stand that got shut down. Uh, You know, one of the things that we discuss a lot on Free Talk Live is government and how it infringes on everybody's lives and how... You know, you're really not free to try to do something like support yourself by making voluntary exchanges with other people. Uh, There really are a lot of people who want to get in the middle of those voluntary transactions and take from whatever you're trading with that other person so they can get a cut. And those are usually called government. (laughs) Indeed. And it's it's. It brings up an, in, a whole bunch of interesting problems. Um, let me read the story here real quick. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, as a young entrepreneur is downtown, it's in Holland City, Michigan, um, setting up a hot dog cart, he helped buy with the $1,200 saved from mowing lawns and shoveling snow. He got an unpleasant surprise, courtesy of City Hall. Dasinski was told by city officials that his cart was in violation of a Holland zoning law that protects existing food businesses downtown against competition from mobile food vendors, and he would have to cease operation immediately. Oh, wow. So this is an example of how the established businesses love regulations because, you know, they can deal with them. They can they can get around them. No problem once they're already established. But for the new guy on the block, the new person who's coming around trying to offer maybe a different product so that consumers have more options or they have more price choices. You know, they can choose to buy a cheaper hot dog instead of going to a sit down restaurant and paying a lot more money. Uh, in this case, they've used the government to prohibit the competition from coming into And this isn't the, the, the end of the story at all. It was a shocker for Dasinski, the 13-year-old, who, along with his parents, thought that he had jumped properly through all the licensing and permitting hoops with the city and county. He oh, had wow. been a vendor during tulip time and was setting up his hot dog stand on a privately owned parking lot at Reliable Sports on River Avenue. Um, they specifically told us two days before that we could set up there and gave us a license specifically for reliable sports, he said. How hard is it to sell a hot dog? Wondered a majestic Dzinski who was, uh, has since put up a for sale sign on his hot dog cart. Aww. So, you know, like, try to try to get the clarity on this is the incompetent rubes down at City Hall, and this happens all the time, um, give you the information that, oh, yeah, yeah, this will be fine. You can do that. They get, you know, they'll, they'll sell you the permits because I'm sure they didn't refund this kid his permit. Right. No, uh, they didn't. Right. And, <laughs> and they actually told him he could go ahead. Everything's fine. If You're he all loses set. money on this hot dog cart, they're not going to refund him that. So he no. put all this time and energy into setting this up. And then the first day he goes out there, somebody says, oh, no way. Mm. You can't do this. Private lot or not. I mean, there Seriously, are businesses should... around here and they don't like you selling hot dogs. He should just go back to mowing lawns and shoveling driveways. That's at least probably under the table. It's a lot harder work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's for sure. So, I mean, you know, it's it's. 
But it's going to drive him to that, you know, when he can't set up his hot dog stand. He thought he'd jump through all the hoops that he needed to jump through. And then they're like, no, sorry, can't do it. These laws are Byzantine. Nobody can understand them. They can't find them. They don't know how to look for them. Um, You know, you can't check some bureaucrat's word when they say yes or when they say no. You just got to take whatever they say as uh, as fact. I'm sure nobody will be held responsible for this because everybody will say, well. Somebody's wrong, right? Somebody gave this kid bad information. What if the person who tried to shut him down was wrong? Yeah. You know, if he would have said, now I'm going to stay here until I'm, you know, I, this is this is where it gets all so complicated. Really? This is America where a 13 year old can't sell a hot, hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and if a 13 year old can do it, why can't the rest of us? You know, I can see what their complaint was, you know, on a sidewalk, even though many hot dog vendors sell on sidewalks. But I mean, it needs That's to be relatively clear. That's the whole point of having clear. a food cart. Yeah, it, be- it, it really, I mean, the the whole paragraph about the existing restaurants not wanting him to be there. That says it all, you know, because it's very powerful when established businesses hook up with the government to prohibit people from joining into the marketplace. Yep. And it's just the city wanting its cut. It got its, in this case, it got its cut and um, the kid doesn't get to sell the hot dogs. And it, how discouraging. Right. What's, what's, this is just, it's just sort of, this is, uh, they explained in the Mary Ruart's book, Healing Our World, is knocking the bottom rungs out of the ladder of success. Mm. So it's really hard for people to, get into business and it discourages people because if you have to go through all this trouble to start your own business and to be self-sufficient, to be an entrepreneur, I can see why a lot of people just say, oh, screw it. I'll just be an employee. I'll yeah. just work for someone else. How many times does Zizinski have to get the kick in the gut to say to himself at 13 years old to say to himself, you know what? It's just easier to work on your own. Mm-hmm. I felt this way as a person who's had you know more than one business and Free Talk Live is my business, um, but I've had more than one and you know, when you're in business, failure is uh, you know is the likelihood. Uh, but what do they say? Four out of five businesses fail in the first oh, five. I thought years. it was ninety percent. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, somebody will always spit some number at you. But like I can, most fail. <laughs> I can remember uh, being in a business that was failing and saying to myself, you know what? I just want to get a job. Just get a job where I can go every day, earn a paycheck, and I don't need to deal with this yeah. because it's really. Really discouraging. To, I mean, this kid worked all winter for this money, and now it's all tied up in a hot dog cart that they won't let him use that they said that he could use. He checked on it. He and jumped through their hoops. Who's it's gonna not like buy he it? just bought a hot dog cart and set up, even though I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah, yeah um, we should be able to. But yeah, who's going to buy his hot, hot dog cart now that they know that it's illegal to sell downtown? Right. It's <laughs> going to it's, it's gonna be a heck of a difficult thing to sell in yeah. uh, Holland uh, City here. Um, so... Or is it Holland? I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's I, Holland, Michigan. I saw in this article that he and his parents had sort of done this together uh, and made it like a family business. And they even got insurance and they set up a DBA. Oh, yeah. They so were, they incorporated. They were I doing mean, everything. Yeah. They, so They got a permit. They And because Douglas Johnson is a lawyer, I guess that's the dad, they were confident that his age wouldn't be an issue because the law allows children to work for a family business. Mm-hmm. See, I mean, these people went through the hoops and then they just shut them down. This guy's a lawyer. This is uh, this is a lawyer that's getting shut down. I, how can anybody know all these rules? Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know how, how you're supposed to be successful in the United States any longer. Right. It's just so difficult. You have to slip inside the cracks. This 13-year-old only wants to work. Mm-hmm. And when you 
take that away from somebody, when you take that away from a society, because he's, they didn't do this to one 13-year-old. They a did this to everybody. This. Mm. And they continually do it. You, just because you don't see it every day doesn't mean it's not getting done. The bottom lung, rungs are out of the ladder of success, and they have been out. Just because this kid thought that he was going to step on one of them and it found out it wasn't there doesn't mean that it's suddenly there when, you know, when people aren't trying to step on it. It's happening all the time. The, you know, people in this country are sadly being turned into a nation of employees. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the big corporations Government don't want you. That. Yeah, the big then corpor- they can tax your W-2s and all that stuff. The big yeah. corporations that own these politicians, they don't want you to have an entrepreneurial spirit. No. <laughs> it's not valuable to them. No. You know, it's interesting because when I've gone to other countries, you know, namely I'm thinking of Mexico, I can remember walking down the boardwalk along the beach and every few feet there is a cart with somebody selling food. Now, granted, some of it may not may not be the, you know, safest to eat. I guess you might get a little bit sick if you eat some of it, but most of it's perfectly fine. Sure. And those people didn't really have many costs to entry except maybe getting a cart where they could get set up and sell their food from. Right. Or in some cases, maybe building one or something like that if they're really, you know, starting from the bottom. But in the U.S., I, don't, I barely ever see food trucks anymore and, and, and in New carts. York City you'll see a lot of them uh-huh. um, and somehow or another those businesses those restaurants in New York City managed to make a living too the bricks and mortar restaurants managed to make a living too because not only do you want to be able to buy a hot dog while you walk down the street frankly I wouldn't buy I, you know it would be a rare day that I'd be buying a hot dog um, on the <laughs> yeah, streets of New too. York but I mean they have these fresh fruit carts yeah and they have all and I certainly every time I go I stop off and what get about some fruit. ice cream trucks yep they've got those too mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I mean, wh- I, ice cream trucks, I often think they're a front, you know, for something. I don't know exactly what, but yeah. Well, I, I, they, there's the Twisted Metal game series. Are you familiar with this? Where no. The, uh, the, 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 the char- one of the main characters is a, a twisted clown that drives an ice cream truck. So, I mean, it has that. Uh, but I think that that's just people that have, you know, weird clown phobias that they've created for themselves personally. A lot of people are afraid of clowns and if you're afraid of clowns you can call us at 855-453-I no, do. <laughs> if you've got dumb weird phobias, man up. <laughs> oh my, it's Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. On Free Talk Live we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Welcome back to the show. It's Free Talk Live. We're into the last segment of tonight's program, but never fear. You can still get your call in, probably, if you make it quick at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And, uh, you know, the archive of tonight's program, just like all the other archives of Free Talk Live, will be available very shortly after the program, less than an hour usually after the show it's posted. So if you missed a moment, if you called in tonight and you want to share the show, it's right there for you up on the front page of Free Talk Live and on the SoundCloud feed at Free Talk Live. 
Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Free Talk Live. A lot of people like to, you know, when they make a telephone call to Free Talk Live, they like to go back and listen to themselves and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what was said afterwards. And that's a great thing about the archives, too. Yeah, I think it helps improve uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing. Um, Maybe if you're interested in improvement. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Um, Maybe if you want to get over your fear of clowns. Mark and I were just talking about some of the most ridiculous um, phobias during the break or that that we thought were ridiculous. I'm sure they're not ridiculous to the people who actually experience them. But did you know that there are people who are afraid of chopsticks, Mark? I just I, I'm not going to give credence to this stuff. I think it's I think it, I think it's a is there, is there a fear of pathetic uh, uh, phobias? Uh, there is one that says I'm looking at phobia dot com. There is one that says counterphobia, the preference by a phobic for fearful situations. What's that mean? Like they want to be scared. They I want see. to experience their phobia. I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, we do have some calls on the line, so I want to make sure we talk to these people, these fine people. Let's talk to Gilbert in South America. Gilbert? Hey, how you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I can verify, yes, there's lots of ambulance merchants down here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the, uh, well, one of the things the authorities are doing here are are inventing a rite of passage for pedestrians so that they can begin to clamp down on it. A rite of passage for pedestrians or or vendors? The the right to pass. It's the rite of passage for the pedestrians. So that the vendors are deemed uh, a hassle, a nuisance, and they, you know, they stir up uh, resentment that they're there, even though people are convenienced by the fact that they can buy uh, things conveniently and very cheaply. And so it, it's a tactic. You begin to notice the tactic as they invent a right of pedestrian passage mm-hmm. in areas where, for decades, merchants have been selling things now yeah. wouldn't it, i mean is there are there situations where people set up their stuff and that you know the the you know it's it's less than you know it's, it's one person's body length through there because there's two people on either sides of the sidewalk or whatever it's, it's a little bit but i don't think it's that bad those that that happens on on you know holidays you know when there's a lot of people going through uh, because it's a holiday mm-hmm. you know they, and now they've put away some streets so that they're just um, for bike riding uh, or something like that on a holiday. So, of course, more people brings out the merchants to sell them. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons people go uh, to those areas is to sure. be able to uh, walk and, and, and buy things. So, uh, so Gilbert, I, case, I have a question for you. Are you an American expat? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, oh. I'm teaching English here. Oh, cool. Do you want to say whereabouts in South America you are? I'm in Bogota. Okay. Colombia. Cool. And so are you liking it there? Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I think it's uh um it's eye-opening to see kind of the stages. In the US we used to have the peddlers and they had a, you know, the the propaganda against the peddlers, so you had all the anti-peddling laws, so the direct selling companies mm-hmm. that used to be popular in the US went down. Mm-hmm. And here I see like a propaganda with the with the ambulant merchants they call them, and so I think there's a uh, a concerted you know propaganda effort to stigmatize these people, and then you make the laws and the rules to sure. get rid of them. You have to demonize them first um, in order to to have any success. Uh, now let me ask you this: um, You're in Colombia, and what would you say the comparison is there to America as far as freedom goes? Because America is the freest country in the world, is uh, what we're told. But I, you know, I wonder what the experience is on the ground. 
Well, I see here that they're definitely um, trying to become, you know, South Florida. I mean, they're, they're they're doing very well to follow the, you know, past laws that mimic the United States. Mm. Um, I think, ironically, to the degree that the the common man, you know, ignores the government, that's the healthy part. You right. know, of course, people here want to see, or, or, or the elite at least, I think, want to see become more of a kind of an Anglo-Saxon, you know, uh, follow the rules uh, type of society. And part of the flavor, especially when you travel around the world, of different societies and different cultures is to the degree that they aren't following our old rules back home. It's like you, that's the part that's that's interesting. I mean, that's where you get your festivals and your celebrations and uh, Mm. the street under food and everything. That's the part of that not being so sanitized following all the rules. Look what, uh, what's, look what's going on in, in the U.S. with the rules. Now that people have to start their businesses, they're discovering that they can't. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm with you, and I think that it's, you know, it's, uh, I think that there's a value to stability. There's value to knowing what the rules are because, you know, at, at any point they can, if if they make these rules and then they don't enforce them or people don't comply with them, then they can just come after you whenever they feel like, um, and. You know, it's very difficult to sort of fight back against the government um, whenever they they you know come after come after you. So it's it's a, it's a difficult situation. I understand why people want stability and they want written laws. At the same time, I can see value in places that they have more freedom by just sort of ignoring incompetent uh, governments. Yeah, and Gilbert, uh, gracias por su llamada, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank. Thanks for your thoughts again tonight. Uh, let's go to Ed in Tennessee. He wants to talk about the shootings in Aurora. Ed, are you with us? How y'all doing? Good. Pretty good, Ed. What's on your mind? Hey, uh, I, I think what, what we should do is 90% of the talk in the press and everything should be on the victims of these shootings, not on this guy. You know, they just everybody's showing his picture, what he did. But mm-hmm. so y'all know, Mark, I know last night uh, it was a lot of misinformation. The dude just walked in the, uh, let's see, uh, he was dressed, you know, with all the ballistic gear. Yeah. He walks in the exit door to the movie thing. He sets off two smoke devices. How did he get in the exit door? He just walked in, it says here, enters an exit door. Well, enters, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, usually these exit doors should be closed. I mean, why was it open? Did he go to the movie theater before this? And I mean, this was the premiere. How would you get in? I also saw a report that drove up. The witnesses say that uh, he it says here. Look, he walked in so casually. Said sure. a witness, Jordan Crofter, nineteen years old, a big Batman fan. He said he uh, the gunman. Uh, he walked in. Also, look here's what he said. Witness told police that Mr. Holmes said something to the effect, "I am the Joker," according to federal law enforcement official. Mm-hmm. And he said his hair was either dyed or he had a wig on. But anyway, I saw a report Ed that said he actually bought a ticket and then walked in. Was that not right? No, not, not going by what I read. Okay. Yeah, it's But anyway, hard, it's back to, to what I was saying, what what they should show more than anything, and I think y'all agree, are the victims and their families, not this guy. And then another thing, it is this is so rare, as you know, but this is just, you know, if it bleeds, it leads or whatever. 
Yeah. I kind of feel like they should take it as an opportunity to remind people about, um, you know, for me, and this is the the thing that I always, always want to do is, look, the world's a deadly place when none of us get out of here alive. um, You know, this tragedy (laughs) happens to be a situation where a bunch of people died in one location. But there, you know, there are people dying all the time and it's all tragedies. This one isn't particularly preventable. But there are lots of preventable ones. Rather than getting all whipped up about the unpreventable tragedies, why don't we look at the preventable ones and do something about it? <laughs> Pretty neat. Hey, Mark, I was also going to mention you and Stephanie. I had my little notes here. It, it's kind of deterministic after all, isn't it? <laughs> what do you mean? What is Determinism, is, uh, determinism in, in always the, confuses me. These people had no, where's their freedom? So-called free will. You know, like I say, a lot of things are, are, are like they're just, I don't, determined. Do you mean the... the it's already going to happen. Do you mean James Holmes? Yes. Well, the whole incident. It's sort of deterministic, you know, and against sort of like... I don't know wheel. what... I mean, Ed, you know, actually, Ed, I was thinking of you because often you call in, we'll talk about these famous killers that had terrible childhoods or maybe even things like brain tumors. Uh, and so there's no doubt that abuse can drive people crazy, but there's or no... Aging. There's no obvious abuse yet or or certain genetic de- predispositions, you know, combined with certain things that happened to them or whatever. I, but I, I kind of wonder if he did have some brain abnormality because... Well, sure. Yeah. Well, he would have to, to walk in there and shoot all these people. They said he walked in, like it says here, just as calm and oh. then stood up. Very dissociated. And said, I'm the Joker, and then set off those smoke bombs and then started shooting. And they said he stopped once. And I think that was the reload. But, uh, Ed, we're out of time for tonight. Right thanks outside, thanks for your call tonight. We, we're, Ed, brain. we're out of time. Thanks for your call. This is Free Talk Live. We're, we'll be back tomorrow night in 21 hours. Freetalklive.com. In the meantime, it's been Stephanie. And Mark. And thanks for joining us. Freetalklive.com. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook.